0: Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show.
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for October the twentieth in the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty-one. This is our one of two. And without further ado, he was with us last Tuesday on on TV Live. He's with us this morning for only a couple of quick minutes.
2: General Flynn, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Hi, Sam. Thanks for having me on. And I appreciate uh, all you guys are doing to uh, continue to promote the idea of, of our liberties and our freedoms across this country.
1: Now, you've been crisscrossing the nation traveling. You've got a tight travel schedule today. You're going to be in Salt Lake City this weekend at the Salt Palace WeekendAct.net conference. Vote fraud, really, of all the different things that are going on in America, seems to be uh, one of the biggest ones. And I'll tell you why. One of the things that makes us all equal in America is that we all have a vote. We all have a say uh, in mm-hmm. the proper role of a constitutional government. That they're trying to steal from us. Yeah,
2: that's happened. and I actually don't call it voter fraud because it's not the voter's problem, it's actually the in our entire election system and election process and the in uh, the integrity of our election which makes us all equal, the sacro sanctity of our election and our ability to vote, the privilege that we have to vote is the one thing that makes us all equal on the on the given day of an election. And so, uh what we witnessed uh, in spades here, this last uh, presidential election on 3 November of 2020 was a complete fraudulent activity. And, and it's actually, Sam, something been, that's been going on for, uh, for over 100 years and, and it's unacceptable. We should not accept it. It just so happens that it happened at the presidential level. Everybody knows it. Uh, everybody realizes it. Now it's a matter of, you know, we're in this sort of battle to go through what, what, what I call this lawfare. Uh, uh, you know, act of war that we were involved in and we're back, you know, in the courts battling this thing out. And it's just incredible how much, how much uh, backlash we get when we talk about, you know, election fraud or election integrity and you're a conspiracy theory or something theorist or something like that. So one of the things that's going to happen this weekend in Salt Lake City, the Can act uh, event, I guess some great uh, speakers that are, I think that are still confirmed. You're going to have a bunch of people from uh, a bunch of state senators from, from Arizona, I think uh, uh, Sonny Borelli, Senator Wendy Rogers. You're going to have Joey Gilbert out of Nevada, uh, myself, uh, Doctor Simone Gold, who's both a lawyer and a, and a uh, doctor, who's going to talk about some of the COVID craziness that we're experiencing, and of course myself, uh, Patrick Byrne, and, and others. And the whole idea is to is to make sure that we continue to rally people in this country to be able to get the message out of, of basically the, what is happening around the country for those of us that are deeply involved in some of these different aspects of, of what, uh, what is happening, mainly the, the, the theft of our liberties by an administration operating out of the White House, uh, who we all know is, uh, is, you know, they're moving as quickly as they can to basically gain control of the population by making us all silent and turning, turning us into a bunch of sheep. So um, we we can't have that. Uh, that's my my big message, Sam. For all your listeners, is local action has a national impact. Get involved in your communities, like you've never been involved in your communities. If you do nothing more than than uh, then get involved in your school boards and and get active in your in your local schools. And I don't care if you have kids in school or not. We're all taxpayers, and our education system at the lowest level is horrendous right now. Everybody sees it around the country. Never mind all of these people, these These first line people, these, you know, these immediate first responders, both firemen, law enforcement, teachers, uh, nurses, doctors who are being thrown out of work, even though a year ago everybody was a hero. Right. Now they're being thrown out of work because they won't get this this madness jab that we're now we now know the jab is killing more people than than uh, than it's not. So, uh, you know, all you got to do is look at the data that comes from our own government. So, I want people to wake up. I want people to understand that what it is that we're involved in, and I want people to get involved in their communities like they've never been involved in before. so i I just want to you know say to all those folks we're gonna be out at Salt Lake City this weekend. I think uh, Friday, I, I, I arrive on Friday and be there uh, actually Thursday night, Friday, and be there part of Saturday. And I know we've got a great lineup and a great uh, message that's going to be uh, that's going resonate like we've been doing around the country with a lot of our other reawakened america tools so thank you very much for having me on for just a few minutes to talk to your great audience
1: now your speech is going to be about election integrity 10 indisputable facts on the 2020 election
2: that argue for audits right right i will be out there talking about the the kinds of things that are the the evidence that we have that is that are indisputable and and uh Maybe what you can do is post the uh I'll send it to you I'll post the article on your website uh that i that I wrote uh some number of months ago that are that describe in detail these ten indisputable facts that uh that we have discovered from uh, and they're indisputable you cannot argue them they're fact based and uh and they're outrageous when you read it and you say to yourself oh my God how did we get here we got here because we were, we have been America has been asleep at the switch and we've taken our our freedoms for granted, and I, and I you know, maybe the, not everybody, but but uh, certainly the majority of people have taken our freedoms and basic things for granted. Mainly our election process and our election system, we, and we should not accept one ounce of fraud. Never mind, never mind, you know, a thousand pounds of it. And so, um, it, it, it happened to our country. Uh, we we have a we have a way to work or to work through it, but we have to uh, we have to get directly involved. And now's the time.
1: There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, um, General Flynn. We know you got to fly. Uh, Weekendact.net is the conference, ladies and gentlemen. This weekend, get your tickets now. Put in the keyword LIBERTY, all capital letters, uh, and you'll get $50 off every ticket. We want you there in person. But if you just can't make it, there are streaming options available now. General Flynn will be there as one of the keynote speakers doing a phenomenal job breaking this down. And, you know, they call it election fraud, vote fraud. He's right about this, ladies and gentlemen, in terms of it's not vote fraud. The voters aren't responsible. It is criminal activity going on to disenfranchise all of us. And there are 10 indisputable facts to help us resolve those things. Thank you, General Flynn. We know you got to fly. Uh, these issues are important, ladies and gentlemen. And when he doubles down on election integrity, um, 10 indisputable facts on the 2020 election, here's what he says. And this is what I really like about this. He says that argue for audits. So he's basically saying, listen, this is something we have to look into. This is something we have to document. This is something we have to audit because in every state, in every municipality, In every jurisdiction, in every precinct, ladies and gentlemen, there's different, slightly different things going on. Yes, there's some common threads across all. Uh, We need to return to paper ballots if we really want the truth. We need to return to true vote watchers with transparency and accountability. We need to have these people swear under the oath of penalty and um, under oath and or penalty of perjury, etc., uh, that they've done their very best to count as accurately as possible. There's ways precinct by precinct across this great country to truly have vote accountability is what I like to call it. Some would say vote integrity, but to me, it's accountability that's key. OK, whenever something goes wrong, who's responsible? Who's accountable? Is it on a precinct basis? Do you have the totals that have been sworn to by Uh, Affidavit under the uh, penalty of perjury. Do you have, okay, these are the things we need to get back to if we really want accountability. Folks, and this is serious, and General Flynn only had a couple of minutes to spend with us today. Uh, He's jumping on a plane, so he's just got to fly, but uh, we appreciate him coming on quickly and highlighting what his speech will be about, confirming that he will be at the Salt Palace in Salt Lake City, doubling down for election Integrity. Isn't that exciting? That you know what, this has been going on for a long time, as General Flynn pointed out. But you know what? Now people are speaking out about it. So at first glance, you might think, oh man, everything is just totally broken. Wow. My response is kind of like the principle of repentance. You know, when it's hidden sin, that's when it's the worst, when it's continued and hidden. When you finally wake up and smell a coffee or, or, or you know, hear the music or whatever you want to call it. It might seem like things are worse, but things are actually better because you're starting to be on the road to recovery. First is to acknowledge the problem, right? Hey, we got vote irregularities across the country. Ten irrefutable facts that beg for an audit, if you will. General Flynn will break that down, folks. Now, the fact that we're aware of it, the fact that we're acknowledging it, the fact that now we're saying, hey, let's document it and do something about it. Now, that is getting somewhere, right? Yeah, you're on your way to repentance or change or growth, transparency, accountability. That's what we want to see. Anyway, great job, General Flynn. Thank you so much. He's super busy, but he did take the time to jump on the radio with us, and we really appreciate that. A quick recap of yesterday's show. We talked about the Liberty Conference, of course. We've been doing so for uh, several days on the radio now. Uh, We talked to our guest, Dr. Paul Gooch. Uh, he's for medical integrity. Do you see a theme here, ladies and gentlemen? We want integrity, whether it's be election integrity, medical integrity. We just want integrity everywhere, right? Anyway, we talked about um, Paul Gooch, a doctor. He's a, an eye doctor. And we talked about his loves, including raising a family, training mules, dabbling in politics. All those three things are really intense, right? But then he flies powered parachutes as well. Southwestvision.com's website is a doctor, but I, I bring this up because what a well-rounded guy. And that's what we really need in America is well-rounded people that are not fringe, that are not kooks, that are not extreme, but people who say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna make a difference and I'm gonna stand up for accountability. You're violating my rights of conscience when you force me to wear masks or be mandated. Or, and so Dr. Paul Gooch literally pushed back and said, not on my watch, not for my business. We need more of that, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you right now. He'll be a speaker uh, at the WeekendAct.net conference uh, this weekend as well. We talked about fully vaccinated Cullen Powell. Died due to complications of COVID-19. He was being cared for at Walter Reed of all places. Wow. Liberty Roundtable live.
3: Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens. Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say we're not going to protect that but i believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath one thing i promise you i will always take a stand for life I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch.
1: All right. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, hard-hitting talk on your radio. General Flynn was just with us. Coming up in minutes, Patrick Byrne. We, the people, demand immediate action and accountability. The America project is what uh, Patrick has been with and you know what I've known Patrick uh, or known of Patrick for quite some time it's a long story but he's he's a big business guy too uh, so we'll talk to him about that some uh, America com uh, is the website for Patrick burns and crew anyway we'll get into that as the broadcast continues to unfold 43,000 people in the UK. I guess, received wrong COVID-19 test results. They were told they were negative, but they were really positive, ladies and gentlemen. That's a serious problem. Just imagine 43,000 people running around thinking I'm not uh, infectious. <laughs> what kind of what kind of repercussions or damage that'll have as they just run around and get everybody sick? I and mean, it's a disaster. And it's all because the testing tools are completely bogus. They can't tell you how much antibodies your body needs uh, to be protected uh, they can't really reliably tell you if you're infected or not you know these guys say oh you're negative when you're positive we've also got all kinds of false positive tests because of the uh, pcr cycles or whatever you want to call them or whatever uh, if it's ratted where it runs too many cycles it gives all kinds of false positives that's according to dr anthony fauci not me ladies and gentlemen so there you have that reality check <laughs> it's just crazy town man We talked about a Pfizer whistleblower that steps forward uh, and documents emails to Project Veritas. James O'Keefe and crew doing a great job. They're using aborted fetal cells for vaccines. Jack Davis with the Western Journal breaks that down for you, where bottom line is the company knows they've been using fetal cells. They're so vague and manipulative about it that it's hard to tell exactly exactly what the tie is in the current vaccine but make no mistake ladies and gentlemen they're downplaying the role of the fetal cells in the vaccines and related to the production creation uh, of vaccinations uh, to the point where we can't trust them even the employees said it just made me sick now the whistleblowers started to stand up telling the truth those of us who said i don't want to take aborted fetal cells. I don't want to participate in the death culture. That's why I don't want your toxic vaccines. Well, that's a reason a lot of people are giving and they're justified in that because we're gaining more and more intel, truth telling, if you will, that you know what? <laughs> there are fetal cells in relation to the, project- to the production uh, and the creation of these vaccines. How much, where, how, who, kn- we don't know exactly, but we know they got caught downplaying it and they've been caught in so many ways, it isn't even funny. All right, on the second hour of Liberty Roundtable Live yesterday, of course we were on Brighteon TV. That's Brighteon TV simulcasting Liberty Roundtable Live for the second hour. We had the guest on. Our guest was Mel K. At heart, Mel K is a lover of truth, justice, and freedom. She's a voracious, a voracious reader. She has an insatiable appetite for uncovering and sharing the truth. Mel Kay is highly determined to educate the public, ladies and gentlemen, on exactly what's really going on. She's known for her common sense approach to research rooted in truth and facts. TheMelKayShow.com if you want to learn more about her work. She does a tremendous job, ladies and gentlemen. We also talked about the Nebraska um, Attorney General, Nebraska Attorney General, doctors can prescribe ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine for COVID. Uh, The Nebraska Attorney General continues and says, evidence lacking that such actions would warrant any discipline of doctors. Bob Unruh with the piece, good for the Nebraska Attorney General, saying, hey, you know what? A lot of this stuff is experimental that they're doing right now in relation to the COVID. Why rule out ivermectin? Why rule out um, some of these other uh, medications when you can say, well, they're not proven. Neither are your vaccines. Neither are the other drugs you're trying to bring to the table. Um, The same manufacturer that creates ivermectin is one of the manufacturers now uh, trying to get approval for a drug for the COVID. Of course, at a lot more money instead of, you know, twenty dollars or twenty dollars um, per prescription. It's more like I don't know seven eight hundred dollars per prescription, something like that. It's out of control, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, second hour archives. If you want to watch that show, um, the second hour, Brighteon TV, and we're still working on a way uh, to get the audio of that recorded and put it up. Uh, where you'll be able to listen to it on the on radio second hour of liberty roundtable live as well Uh, so that's uh, happening it's it's i know you think it's easy it's like sam just record it it's a little harder than that ladies and gentlemen because there's all kinds of delays involved you can't run that hour back on radio because they start at zero zero our radio starts at five after because of the news at the top of the hour so you get a five minute offset right there then the tv ends at about you know 50 or 55 it's kind of varies there a little bit uh, so i've got to do the rest of the show or else you get dead air at the end of the hour for several minutes uh, they don't take their breaks oftentimes at exactly 30 after the hour so you can't run the bottom of the hour news uh, anyway i don't mean to complain about it i just want you to understand that there's anomalies and differences uh between the two broadcasts if you will that are kind of making it very difficult to um set everything up that would make sense I got an interesting, shocking uh, bit of highlight for you on the supply chain fiasco. Listen to this reality check, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? Wanted, says the headline in mainstream press newspapers, 80,000 truck drivers to help fix the supply chain. Truck drivers, believe it or not, in America, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you know this, move 71% of the U.S. economy's Goods and services. Did you know that? And you say, "Wow, seventy-one percent." That's right. What moves the rest, Sam? Oh, uh, trains and other, um, you know, transportation. But truckers do seventy-one percent of the U.S. economy's goods. But you know what? They represent just four percent of the vehicles on the roads. So think about that. They move seventy-one percent of the United States goods, but they're only four percent of the vehicles on the roads and they say if nothing is done ladies and gentlemen the latest figures put the industry on track for a shortage of truck drivers of 160,000 drivers by 2030 now listen to this then it explodes the need for a million new truck drivers over the next 10 years will be expected that's according to the american trucking Association. Now, wow, that number's startling. And I bring it up because this is serious business. Now, there's all kinds of uh, information about how California is, um, for environmental reasons, ruling out a lot of trucks. So a lot of the independent truck drivers aren't able to provide service. I think that's all true. I think that's a serious concern indeed, Uh, but, you know, this is serious, and we need truck drivers, and so right now, you've got to be 21 to drive a truck across state lines. They're thinking about changing that to 18, saying there's thousands of truck drivers that could be, uh, you know, coming out of high school ready to drive truck, and we're kind of isolating them from that career, because by the time they wait until they're 21, they've already started on a career path that's um, outside of trucking, if you will. So there's a lot of changes necessary, but this, this trucking issue has been really a, an issue for quite some time. Uh, you know, as they try to promote trade with Canada and Mexico, they've had all kinds of trucking scenarios where Canadian trucks or Mexican trucks can just roll across the border and uh, do whatever, and that was a big threat for a long time. Chuck Harder and others used to talk about that uh, back in the day. Uh, now we've got kind of the opposite problem, where we don't have enough truckers. What are we going to do? And in my opinion, again, are you going to force all your truckers to be vaccinated? Because we're just getting this scenario where all uh, it's kind of like the perfect storm or whatever. All trails lead to this crisis that we're experiencing. Well, you can't be, uh, you know, drive across truck or state lines unless you're 21. Uh, you can't use your own independent truck because it's not, quote, environmentally friendly enough. You've got to buy a new vehicle, which most truckers simply cannot afford. It's a rough life being a trucker. You're on the road all the time away from your wife and children or your you know husband and children if you're a female trucker or whatever. I mean, it's a very difficult situation. Uh, there could be all kinds of ways to make a difference. In other words, uh, you could have a situation where truck drivers would would drive two or 300 miles each direction from their home so that they could maybe be one night on the road, just not night after night after night. You could have organizations of truckers pass trucks along from one drive, set of drivers to the next, keeping people closer to home. There's a lot of ways that you could skin that cat, but man, we're gonna have a million truckers needed within 10 years. That is shocking. Supply chain problems will continue. Liberty Roundtable Live.
0: Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
5: Families and survivors of a 2018 mass shooting at a high school in Parkland, Florida, reached a $25 million settlement in their lawsuit against Broward County School District Monday. The settlement comes after the school district won a state Supreme Court ruling that could have capped the total damages at $300,000 without approval from the legislature. North Korea military fired at least one ballistic missile into the sea off its east coast on Tuesday. Pyongyang's latest missile launch happened hours after U.S. officials emphasized their commitment to restart negotiations on North Korea's nuclear weapons program. The University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill can continue admissions process based on skin color. A federal judge ruled on Monday the nonprofit Students for Fair Admissions vowed to appeal the judge's ruling. The Bills and Titans Monday Night Football had Tennessee coming away with a narrow 34-31 victory. USA Radio News. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life
6: insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford.
4: SelectQuote found Jacob Forty, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a
5: month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry.
4: Select quote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a
5: month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to
6: find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-885-0303. That's 1-885-0303. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's one 800 885 0303. Select quote. We shop, you save.
4: Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states.
5: Washington State University announced Monday that head coach Nick Rolovich, the highest paid state employee, and four assistant coaches were fired for not complying with the state's COVID-19 vaccine demand. After Dr. Anthony Fauci said college football games were going to be super spreaders for COVID, he was wrong again. Brad Bernard's reports.
0: Dr. Anthony Fauci warned that crowded college football stadiums would turn into super spreader events. But many weeks later, an NBC reporter on the Today Show pointed out, it never happened. Epidemiologist Cindy Prince.
4: We prefer to learn by studying, but I'd say in this case, we probably learned a little bit by doing as well. So it's not a matter of trying to keep people from doing activities. It really is a matter of trying to figure out, you know, can these be done safely?
0: Cases are now in steep decline in every college football state across the South, including Florida, where hospitalizations fell 64% last month, even as some 90,000 fans packed the University of
5: Florida Gators Stadium. We are USA Radio News.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Patrick Byrne with me. He's one of the founders of Overstock. Now he's, I don't know what you call it, a philanthropist? Uh, he's a man uh, dedicated to the sacred cause of liberty. Patrick Byrne, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. <laughs> Sam, great to be speaking to you again. As you remember, you know, we actually
7: met one some years ago.
1: Yeah, that's right. There's so much uh, on the table to discuss when it comes to the Weekend Act conference coming up this weekend. I know you'll be one of the speakers uh, at that. And you're promoting the America Project, right?
7: Yes, sir, the America Project, which is something Mike Flint and I started Back in, in May, it's basically, Grand News as it sounds, the organization we think we hope to save the country. And it's an organization. Um, so anyway, the America Project. Yeah.
1: Uh, the Ameri- or It's just americaproject.com, right? Yes, sir. All right. So people could All learn right. about that. But at the core, the center of this uh, really is election integrity, right? Yes, sir. Our main events now are election integrity and
7: COVID COVID nineteen. Those are our two main lines of effort. But we've been we basically we've been on election integrity I've been on election integrity since last August, which is to say before the election. We there was there was an inkling that something was coming and to be honest, I was actually asked to get involved in this issue and support, support this issue. And, and, and so anyway, I did. And I'm convinced that we have an enormous election integrity problem in the United States. It's a, it's a big myth that we don't. And, but we're also working on the COVID-19 medical tyranny issue, which is, I think, I, I, the two are not unrelated. Uh, yes, yeah, so we'll get into to that to in just
1: a second. When it comes to vote fraud, the interesting thing is it used to be Democrats were the ones that were pointing out all of the vote fraud and voter integrity problems. Uh, now they're silent, but they were <laughs> pitching that um, big time, uh, and you can catch them at their statements if you're good enough to pay attention, right?
7: Well, no one's ever accused them of being consistent or rational. It's, it's consistency is something that comes when you're rational and because the, the universe is self-rational. And, uh, but since they're not rational, generally they don't they don't have any need for consistency.
1: You know, the American people are a little bit torn on this because they know something's wrong, Patrick, but they can't connect the dots. And every time we try to connect the dots, we try to go to court, they won't even give us a hearing. They just say, you honey, standing, or they shut it down. You literally had, you know, 20 states almost saying, hey, we want to gather together. There's a problem here with changing all these rules with elections because of the COVID. That's part of the reason they're so related. Uh, But this is an issue where most Americans, they know something's wrong, but they're struggling to connect the dots, right? Yes. Yeah, they
7: are struggling to connect the dots. I'm speaking, as you know, this Friday in Salt Lake City. What I'm going to do is focus on connecting the dots. But if you're trying to, if you want, the, the problem is they, they have such information dominance, that, and they're losing, uh, and so they baffle you with, with BS. Uh, there's a really simple way to see it. There's a, there's a simple way to see it. There are six s- cities in the United States, six counties. There, there are, I'm sorry, there are 3,030 counties, but there are six counties that have a special property. And that property is they are the anchor s- counties of swing state. That and so most of, for example, in Clark County, Nevada, which is to say Las Vegas, two thirds of all the votes in Nevada are in that one place. So it turns out that if you you don't have to have widespread election fraud to steal the United States, you need to have deep election fraud in six places. And it's those six counties. It's it's Las Vegas, Phoenix, Milwaukee, Detroit, Philly and Atlanta. And on election night, on November 3rd, something odd happened that had never happened in American history before. What was that, Sam, during the—what uh, what ha- odd happened on, on election night?
1: Well, one of the biggest things they did is when they knew Donald Trump was ahead in so many areas, all of a sudden well, they just shut it all down, supposedly, right? Right. Yeah. And where did they shut—and they had in one place, they had a water main broke.
7: It, it, you know, like we had like a stadium, the arena is going to be flooded— and, you know, and they it turned out later there was like a urinal had overflowed the previous day. So there was really nothing. But they evacuated everyone in the middle of the counting for three hours. And they had a different excuse in each of the six places. But what are the what are the six cities where the water mains broke and then this happened and then that happened? What are the six cities? They are Las Vegas and Phoenix and Milwaukee, Detroit, Philly and Atlanta. Is that a coincidence? That's either a remarkable coincidence or there's some significance to that. For most people, you can kind of stop. The, that that like, the light bulb goes off. You follow me?
1: Yes, indeed.
7: Yeah, it's ridiculous. And then you look into, so, you know, what's really gone on for, I've known about election fraud. And by the way, Sam, I use the phrase election fraud because voter fraud makes it sound like we're accusing a bunch of individuals out there in the cities of being dirty players or something, and I don't think they're the problem. I, it's, this isn't that the individual voters out there are cheating so much. This is that there's a small number that have, of people who've figured out really an industrial cheat. It used to be you have a few hundred dead people vote in a city, and then and, and and there's that, but there's also levels that are stealing like five thousand votes, and we think there are ways you can steal hundred, several hundred thousand votes or more. And will you suppress and, and stuff, You're, they're doing two things. They're suppressing votes they don't like and stuffing votes they, they want. So that's been, that's been theorized for many years and within the halls of academia and political scientists, I tell I have debated this question of how much fraud is there. Well, anyway, and, and so I say election fraud rather than voter fraud because it's not about the voters. It's about the machine. It's about the, uh, the uh, I'm not talking about the physical machinery. I'm yeah, the voters the are the ones being
1: happen. defrauded, right? Yeah, yeah.
7: It it happens after you vote. It's after the voters vote. And I used to, I've known, to be funny, it was kind of odd, in about, uh, anyway, in 03 or 04, I happened to, within a year of each other, I had conversations with a Democratic activist and a Republican activist who told me two different things. The Democrat told me about how in Kentucky, do you know how the Republicans cheat in Kentucky and Tennessee? And they, she told me this story about how they have like an ink pad in their pocket and they work in the, in the precinct. And if you walk up and you look like a Democrat, they, you know, they rub their, some ink on their finger inside their pocket and you can't see. And then they take the piece of paper and they smudge it in a certain place and they know that will cancel your vote. And she told me that and but a republican within a year of that was telling me about how philly worked and philly you know they told me about goons kind of just blocking people while they open up machines and add 400 votes of one party kind of this kind of stuff so i thought that and i had the impression it was one or two percent and it cut both ways that's what i if you had asked me five years ago. That's what I would have said. It's probably one or two percent. It cuts both ways. And in, the, in, in politics in America, since the game is really played between the 45-yard lines, if somebody has a one or two percent advantage, that's significant. That's what we have learned for the first time in American history, there's been a deep audit. Maricopa County, Arizona. There's been an audit. There's been a canvas. There's been an audit. Uh, there's been an elect audit of the machines. There's been an audit of the ballots. We know what they're doing and it turns out to be 15 to 20%. It's three hundred to 400,000 questionable votes. That's an example of how their information dominance has actually reached a point where there's now just a news blackout on the truth about what was found in Maricopa. What was found in Maricopa was that there are 284,000 ballots that the images were corrupted, so we can't tell if they're... <laughs> Secondly, if the count on them was correct, secondly, there's 255,000 ballots that just showed up on a machine without any of the precursor machines that they should have come through. So how about those? There's 57,000 illegal ballots. There's 34,000 photocopies. There's this, there's that, you know, and all these add up to be in this double counting, but they all add up into the multiple hundreds of thousands in a place where 2 million votes were cast. So you're talking about 15 to 20 percent of the vote in Maricopa is either being suppressed or it's being stuffed. That's what you know the press being, you know, the that what it really shows is if you but if you count all those 400,000 questionable and illegal and 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 ballots, Biden still wins by 10,000. And the press, being who they are, say, or else maybe they're reading comprehension talents they say, You see, this shows that Biden still won by ten thousand. No, it says if you, i mean it 's our point is that you have to count four hundred thousand dodgy ballots uh, somewhere between fifty seven thousand illegal ballots and as many as maybe four hundred thousand or more manufactured ballots. To, to show Biden winning by 10,000. But the pre, but there's just a news blackout on that truth. Would you but not the good agree? news
1: is, ladies and gentlemen, even with the news blackout, the new media is taking center stage. He who owns the media does make the rules. They used to be able to, for years and years and years, just flat-out gatekeep, shut us down, and nobody really knew. Now we realize the problem. We're uh, exposing yep. the problem. And, ladies and gentlemen, even according to the latest mainstream polls... 61.4% of likely voters believe election integrity issues affected the outcome of the 2020 election, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Now, that's huge when it comes to the U.S. presidential election because President Trump said it, they mocked him, but now more Americans agree with Trump. Patrick? You know, it's it's worse than that, Sam. Another
7: way, Another 10% say they're unsure. So that really, 10 percent and 62 percent, 72 percent, 72 percent, that leaves only 28 percent of Americans will say they think Joe Biden was elected legitimately. But that's why right. only 28 percent hold that point of view. That really puts a crimp in their plans, I hope.
1: Yeah, there's a game of the get-along when it comes to the mainstream press and their lies. They're getting caught at every turn, ladies and gentlemen. The truth shall make us free. Patrick Byrne with me, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the Weekend Act conference coming up this weekend. He's one of the speakers, WeekendAct.net. Put in keyword, all caps, Liberty, and get 50 bucks off every ticket. Quick pause. Patrick Byrne continues in seconds
8: on Liberty Roundtable Live. Scott Bradley here
1: Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Overstock founder Patrick Byrne, now standing for election integrity, American Project, or I'm sorry, America Project.com to learn more about the incredible work going on there. General Flynn and Patrick Byrne worked on this project and it's huge. Uh, and uh, Patrick will be speaking about it. The Week and Act conference coming up this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Weekinact.net, Put in the keyword "liberty" and get fifty dollars off every ticket. We want you there in person, if at all possible. If you can't make it, there are streaming options at WeekandAct.net as well. Uh, so, Patrick, you mentioned that not only sixty-one percent in this poll believe. Hey, you know what? There's integrity issues that affected the outcome of the presidential election uh, for 2020, just as Trump called it, just as we felt like was going to happen, happened. Um, but then there's 10 percent that are saying, you know what? I'm not even sure. It's just so crazy. Uh, that's literally seven out of 10 plus. That yeah, is huge, well, sir. it's it's 72
7: percent, 72 percent or seven out of 10 plus. I don't, so another way to say that is only 28 percent. out of 10, less than three out of 10 will say they believe Biden won, President Biden won fairly. I want to emphasize though, as blood boiling as I know this makes for some people, I am never advocating anything but legal due process to resolve this issue. No violence. They want us to go violence. If they go violence, they get to bring all the weight of the state to crush us and no one's going to be opening up ballot boxes anywhere. Don't go violent. But, but people the, the you the truth of Maricopa is setting in and they've lost control of the narrative. They're down to 28 percent of people are buying the mainstream, you know, the party line. So, but we we have I see peaceful ways through this. And I'm all as about I control. say, the
1: new media is taking center stage, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why we're getting the word out uh, from Brighty on TV uh, to Liberty Roundtable Live. To, I mean, there's so much good happening. Patrick Burns, one of the people at the center of all of it. Now, I want to mention this. That's why I always teach we don't want a revolution. We want a restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth, Patrick.
7: Yeah, what's happened is I think that they ran up. I think that we've been looted financially, and I think that a big financial reset is coming. There, I've always wondered, oh, all my life, my, you know, my father was an actuary. and He gave me sort of this sense of insurance companies running on a sound basis or they can kind of cheat and and show a better profit now but eventually you're leaving this pothole in your business and i came to understand the u.s government that way and i wondered how people could be so supportive of of a country clearly not being run on a sustainable financial basis and now i understand why i always thought how could the left be in favor of this program and that and everything nothing pays for itself everything is just borrowed from the future how can they Think about treating the future that way. Someday the future is going to show up. Well, now I understand the plan. The plan was collapse the system. And then the the totalitarian will emerge out of the rubble. That's been the lefty totalitarian plan all along. And don't don't forget, and I like to remind people of this, there was a young socialist in Italy in 1910. He was the editor of the socialist magazine, which was called Avanti. He's a hardcore socialist. He... Fought, unlike most socialists, but some fought. He fought and came back with this, had the same socialist idea on how to structure society. None of that had changed. He had just a new tinge to it that only we who were blighted in battle deserved to set the future. And he invented this new form of socialism called fascism. His name was Mussolini, Benito Mussolini. Mussolini arose out of the left. Well, that's what's happening here. It took them 90 years to collapse us, but they are we are reaching this financial reset. The question is, do we want to emerge as America again, stripped of the the flaws and, and stripped, stripped of the things that got us into that problem, or do we want to emerge as the United Socialist States of America? And I think they only know one way to do it. They don't even understand there's a second freedom-minded way to do it to save America. But I am sorry to say, I think there is going to be a financial collapse. And th- they use that as the way they can cause it any day they want. They just stop funding the uh, stuff on the government debt at the federal Reserve; Everything will collapse. So so they hold that over the heads of society. If they really do start to lose control, they're going to try to they're going to pu- push that button, I'm afraid. But that's why we have to get the truth out first. And. I, I think that they have been so discredited. I don't know if they can go to the kind of totalitarian society they had envisioned. Because who's going to walk? Is, is, is the, uh, I think even the military has shown signs and understanding. They can't
1: follow. Well, by let me say by it by this a, way: they've been trying class. to get tyranny since Cain killed Abel, and they ain't got it yet. And they're not going to get it on our watch, Patrick. They've
7: been trying to get what?
1: And they've been trying to get global tyranny since Cain killed Abel. Yeah, right. And they've never got it yet, and they're not going to get it on our watch.
7: Well, I'm afraid it's coming down to the final showdown. This is, uh, if it snuffs out here, it gets snuffed out for the world. All the freedom-oriented countries in the world look to us. Everyone will have to make their own deal with China. If it gets snuffed out here, it's snuffed out for the world. Last time this happened, it was darkness fell for a thousand years, incidentally. So our generation finally has its, uh, its, you know, (laughs) its it's moment we've all complained about it, or we've all noticed and how soft we got versus our grandfathers. I knew, I don't know how old you are. I'm 58. I knew the grandfathers of most of your listeners. I'm only 54. Know what, I'm just a kid. Oh, you're a kid. Well, I know what made them. I'm right on the cusp of one thing and another boomer. I'm at the last months, four months of the boomer before you get there, whatever comes after a boomer. I don't even know that marketing stuff anymore.
1: Anyway, they, uh, they, uh, We're generation, take America back, sir. That's who we are.
7: Yeah, well, right on. They just need to be reminded. I wouldn't say the younger generation has forgotten the American values, but they need to be reminded. They don't need to be taught them, but they need to be reminded. And it's kind of – but I understand where they're coming from. They've inherited a terrible world that my generation and older created for them. You know, you have – 60 seconds, I can give you the lowdown on history of the United States in 60 seconds for the last century, what really happened. Please. It used to be Washington didn't have so much power, so there was not much point in having lobbyists. There wasn't anything that people could do. Starting about 90 years ago, Washington started having a lot more power, and that's because, uh, well, Roosevelt, but uh, Hoover before him in the last days of Hoover broke, broke, uh, started creating a much bigger federal government because they thought they needed it to manage the economy that that much bigger federal government it got very profitable for people to set up to the lobby to spill special favors its way so we all found ways to sort of organize lobbies Our americans found ways to organize lobbies to basically write checks on other people's account and by that i mean the steel industry lobby gets a tariff against um imported steel well that wipes out the shipbuilders of america because the shipbuilders you know, so it's they just didn't buy the right lobbyists but they're so everything became not about how good your product was but who you lobby in Washington that uh, we we looted each other until we understood the game well enough to stop each other and it was really about 1980 that we society had organized had the game well enough that, it, that we all were organized into groups that we couldn't write checks on each other's bank accounts anymore and, but So we found one group that we could write checks on their bank accounts, and that was the group of future human beings. And in one way or another, from the environment to the, uh, to the, wel- to the welfare state, to the Social Security, to Medicare and Medicaid, to anything to the national debt, <clears throat> we have written checks on the bank accounts of future people. And lo and behold, those future people showed up and life sucks for them. You know, the average person turning 65 today who lives out their days, they're, they will have, by the time they die, Social Security will have given them $70,000 more than they paid in. The average guy, but the 22 year old getting out of college over the course of his lifetime will pay four hundred and fifty thousand dollars more into social security than he can get it than that he will expect to get out of it, imagining it all holds together, so it's turned into this huge wealth transfer from the future to the present, well really uh, well, from the present to the past. and this so was, was all made... made
1: possible, ladies and gentlemen, by the government allowing a Ponzi scheme known as the Social Security system to exist in the first place, and under normal business reality rules, it could never even that's happen. But the the horse was let out of the barn, really, for all this to happen when they um, basically created the Federal Reserve and moved to a dishonest money system, a fiat currency. That's when it all came off the rails, Patrick. I
7: would agree. Yep. Yep, I would agree. In fact, Jefferson has that wonderful quote about never having a national bank, for if we do, one day our uh, Americans will wake up as paupers in the lands their forefathers conquered. Hmm. We don't want that to happen, do we? I know a way to fix it. There's a way to fix it economically. I know the economists know how to fix it. And it takes biting a bullet. And you know what? This is going to sound crazy because we're – it takes – there's got to be – I've said – so you may know that I'm friends with the sage from Omaha. Are you aware of that part of my life? Oh, Buffett. Yes, uh uh, uh-huh. And he's been like a rabbi to me all my life, and I love him, and I know there's a lot of – people on the right who don't but he's been a wonderful friend in my life and I said to him about 20 years ago you know the, the federal government's like a big insurance company that's being run on unsound principles it's going to go bankrupt someday and, and you know the rich are going to have to bail it out and Bob had said quick as a wink he said well who's going to bail it out Patrick the poor if the poor could bail it out that wouldn't be the poor they'd be the rich
1: <laughs> Ow, is, that's an unfortunate reality right
7: yeah I said. on the other hand you know what <laughs> you know it's got to go where the money is. But there has to be a quid pro quo. And the quid pro quo is, let's fit, we've learned a lot over 90 years, especially over the last 50 years, 56 years of the great society. So you've lived in a great society. How you, has Johnson's programs built a great society for the poor in your mind? How well has that worked? You know, Maybe it's time we redesign the whole system. We're not saying that there shouldn't be a social safety net, uh, but we should redesign the whole system of taxation and social safety net. And the truth is how it should be done. I can tell you, my, my great mentor, Milton Friedman, he proposed this in 1965. You have a flat tax coupled to a UBI. Milton Friedman, who is the god of what people call right wing, you know, right wing, he invented the UBI. He called it a negative income tax. You marry it to a flat tax, and I won't work through the reasons now. You super simplify your whole society, and you create the best safety net for the poor you ever had. Yeah, there's only one problem up- with that.
1: That would allow people to be free, and you wouldn't have to destroy their lives. Uh, Therefore, the whole communist socialist (laughs) principle goes bye-bye. Other than that, it works. Yeah. Yeah,
7: well, and what the people are. Yeah, what do you think? of? Have you ever dealt with these kinds of people in reality, in your life, like on an extended basis? Yes, they're
1: impossible to deal with.
7: Well, they're little souls. They're little souls. I, I went to high school. And, I'm th- and I have a great story. We don't have the time to tell. But I went to high school with some people, two of whom were very, very sharp intellectuals. And went off to Ivy League. One guy laughed. Went to like a some community college. Dropped out. Started a a little thing called Bethesda Cinema and Draft House. By the time we were seniors in college. That kid had made a fortune, but it's still an, it's an, it's an institution, Washington, this thing. It's a place we have beer, and you're with it. He made a fortune. Boy, you should have seen how bitter our friends from high school were towards him. How bitter those intellectuals
1: I'm are. applauding his efforts, sir, and I think we need more of it, ladies and gentlemen. This is the United States of America. Should be a light on a hill. Sadly, it's not. We can change that. We need morality in the people. We need honest money. We need accountability in the media and election restoration. We got to get rid of the election integrity problem, ladies and gentlemen, with accountability and action. We can act.net conference. Patrick Byrne will be speaking there. You got to go. WeCanAct.net. Put in the keyword "liberty" all caps and get fifty bucks off per ticket. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you so much, Sam. There he goes, doing a phenomenal job as always. Patrick and General Flynn put together a real effort to make a difference, ladies and gentlemen. AmericaProject.com. Check it out. God save the republic.
0: live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable radio, talk, radio. Show talk show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network's refused to use. No doubt continues now. This is Liberty Roundtable live for October the 20th in the year of our Lord 2021. This is our two of two and our goal always to protect life liberty and property and to promote god family and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers the new media taken center stage that's for sure ladies and gentlemen we're celebrating our 25th anniversary of nationally syndicated liberty roundtable live this year and we reject revolution we stand for peaceful restoration Of the greatest country on the face of the earth, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by our founding fathers, one of the great peaceful, restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. Ladies and gentlemen, we need morality in the people, transparency in the media, and in our elections. We need honest money, and man, we can take the world by storm and become a light on a hill once again, ladies and gentlemen, if we just believe and then work to achieve. It all takes every one of us. Thus, the weekendact.net conference coming up this weekend at the Salt Palace in Salt Lake City. Get your tickets today. Put in the keyword Liberty and get 50 bucks off every ticket. WeCanAct.net. We want you there in person, but if you just can't make it for some reason, there are streaming options uh, available. Now our guest, he's a candidate running for governor of Nevada. His name is Joey Gilbert. He wants to fight the good fight. GilbertForGovernor.com. To learn more joey welcome to liberty roundtable live sir
10: thank you so much appreciate you guys for having me it's, it's an honor i'm excited right, to be up a, in
1: utah give me a quick background on who who are you sir
10: oh man you know i'm i'm a father i'm a patriot but i'm you know i'm from nevada i went to the university of nevada i actually went to grade school in nevada high school at bishop monoe catholic high school here went to the university of nevada and i believe it or not i was a boxer I was a three-time national champ, four-time All-American. I won the Golden Gloves in Las Vegas in 2000, was in the military, went in the Air National Guard, served out my status on IRR, individual ready reserve, but uh, ended up doing pretty well in my boxing career, had the WBO, NABO belt, and the WBC, USNBC belt, was ranked number three in the world as a middleweight under the WBO and number seven under the WBC, and retired at the end of 2010, going into 2011 to pursue my law, my law firm, and my law career full-time. And that led me down a path of all kinds of different stuff. I've been an entrepreneur, um, you know, junior mining company guy, and and just mainly, you know, loving our state and, and loving our, our country. And everything that was happening here until, uh, you know, November 3rd, or actually November 4th, 2020, when everything kind of went sideways. And since that time, I've been fighting this COVID nonsense. I call it this pandemic insanity uh, since March 20th, 2020, when my father uh, got diagnosed with COVID. We were able to quickly get him back on track with uh, you know, an early treatment medication, uh, hydroxychloroquine. And ever since then, I've been in the fight uh, since March 2020 nonstop, ended up being part of this Reawaken America tour with Clay Clark and General Flynn, been all over the country zigzagging, spreading the truth and just trying to wake America back up out of this, you know, deluge of nonsense. And so it's been a fight, fighting a good fight every day. And now again, um, I'm in Nevada. And after we saw what happened here, you know, it took six country or six counties in this nation, in this nation to bring down the most powerful country on earth. And that's what happened. And ever since this voter fraud, you know, complete, you know, corruption took place, we've been, we all been in the fight and just trying to get our country back on track and, and have good people, uh, you know, provide leadership. And that's that's basically where I'm at. You know, this country and this state especially is uh, is suffering a pandemic of leadership, and that's where I step in.
1: What made you pull the trigger and run for governor?
10: Well, you know, um, honestly, uh, I, I had no desire to ever be involved in anything political. I can't stand politicians. Come on now, we can have stung. a boxer
1: wrestle with the hogs, uh, Patrick. Or, uh... We can have the, the a boxer wrestle with the hogs, can't we, Joey?
10: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think you do you definitely do a lot of stuff. But uh, you know, I, I was just trying to get, you know, get our schools open. I was working on this, you know, a, a pack. We actually formed the People's Champ Pack to try and get our schools back on track. You know, Nevada schools are fiftieth in the nation for ten years straight. So it's a decade of failed leadership across the board. And then as I started you know, scratching the underbelly of of the teachers union and what was happening here. I kept seeing more and more saying, oh, my gosh, you know, there's there's no way to just do this unless I jump all the way in. And again, take a look at our corrupt governor, Steve Sisolak. It's not real hard to see where the problem is here in Nevada. And so that's that's what led to this. And uh, that's it, man. I have no real other answer besides someone needs to get in here and straighten it out. And it can't be a politician. This state is done with politicians. I think we're done with politicians across the nation.
1: Now you're a current board member and a chief strategy officer for America's frontline doctors as well, right? That's correct. I worked
10: closely with Dr. Simone Gold. I was one of the original board members. I think there's a few of us more now, but it was Dr. Gold and I and another, and I've been working with her closely for almost a year now. Um, We actually met at Trump Doral last, last October, I was the keynote address because Pam Bondi, if you guys remember this, uh, President Trump got COVID. He uh, took off to Walter Reed in a helicopter. Pam Bondi, who was the keynote speaker at the at the AMP Fest in in uh, Miami, got called out on the campaign trail. So I got you know you know pinch hit, had to step up, do a keynote. Dr. Gold heard me speak and uh, came up to me and said, "Hey, I want to you know we need to work together." And uh, the rest is history. We've been working together now. Uh, Since then, you know, collaborating and she's going to be at the conference, too, along with Lee Dundas, Senator Borelli. There's just an action packed group of Patriots coming up to this conference. I'm so excited to see everybody again. It's been a couple months. But, yeah, you know, I I do a lot of things, but I'm a father first uh, business owner, you know, and then, like I said, Patriot, who just has had enough. And we've been working hard just to provide the American people with access to medications that work and, you know, treatments that are available and should be available everywhere look at what Ron DeSantis is doing and that's what I want to do here in Nevada.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I went to gilbertforgovernor.com and uh, it says right here greatest accomplishment being the father of his 11-year-old champion daughter Ella. You know, that's what we need is Americans who believe that family God, family, and country are what matters, not lining their pockets uh, with filthy lucre, not betraying the people and selling them out for a pot of gold. We need people who will keep their oaths and stand together for integrity for once, accountability for once, Joey.
10: I, I couldn't agree more. You know, um, all, I've, all I've seen, you know, since I've been, you know, a young man is these politicians, like I said, that are worth, you know, $200 million. You know, they, they make a fraction of what I make a year. And, you know, as a lawyer— and somehow they're worth, you know, $150 million. doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, they're not doing their jobs. They don't care about the people. They care about the people once a year, you know, once every however many years, two years, four years, when it's time to be reelected. Outside of that, they don't do or say a thing. And I think that's what everyone's noticing about this last thing. You know, here, here people are jumping in the race for governor. It's been, you know, we're on, I think we're on day five. I want to say 597 of 15 days to slow the spread. I'd have to look at my uh, calendar. But we're at we're at day almost day 600 of 15 days to slow the spread. And I haven't seen one of these politically corrupt hacks do a thing, not a thing, not show up to a county commission meeting, not show up to a school board meeting, not show up to a health board meeting, not lobby the governor, not use their platform to make a Americans lives better or Nevada lives better. What they've done is nothing but sit back. And now all of a sudden they're all showing up saying how they're going to fight for you and they're going to do this and do that. I just think it's the biggest bunch of nonsense. And I hope people are awake and realize that these people, these politicians, they're not here for you. They're not here for your kids. They're not here for anything but themselves. And the only thing they care about is being reelected.
1: Joey Gilbert, ladies and gentlemen, one of the speakers at the Act.net conference coming up this weekend Now, here's some of the things Joey will do if you make him governor of Nevada, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to this. Never defund law enforcement. Amen to that. We stand with Sheriff Mack and the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association and others who are willing to uphold their oaths of office. He says we must have election integrity and voter ID law. Yes, on legal immigration. No, on sanctuary cities. Strengthen and expand the Second Amendment. Amen to that. And then he's got a link, donate 1776 today, letting people understand. You know what? We're in the fight, folks. This is a fight for the sacred cause of liberty. We want restoration, not revolution. We want to make this peaceful uh, if they'll let us. Thus, running for office. Thus, creating election integrity. Thus, creating uh, medical integrity. Uh, integrity. And that's what this whole conference is about, Joey. Oh, yeah. I mean, this conference is about letting, them, letting the Americans, letting
10: everybody, you know, up in Utah, wherever everyone's going to be traveling from, that, you know, what's happened in this country this past 18 months is absolutely disgusting. I mean, it is it is so corrupt. What is, has what is taken place in America, you know, with, with, for them to hide these early treatment medications for them to be, you know, censoring board-certified, Ivy League-trained Ivy League doctors, you know, that have, that have now been nominated. Dr. Gold and, you know, seven of America's frontline doctors and those affiliated with have been nominated for Nobel Peace Prizes for their treatment of COVID, right? And these people are the same people that YouTube's pulled down their videos. Big tech is censoring. When have we ever seen that before in America, that doctors, doctors, board-certified doctors are censored? because they're actually trying to tell people what they can do to save their lives and to protect their families. It's never happened before. When in America did we send sick people home? Oh, you've got bilateral pneumonia and COVID go home until you're sick enough that we can admit you and pump you full of these expensive medications that probably won't save your life. It's absolutely horrendous. And I'll tell you something right now. I don't want, I don't just want audits in all 50 States on elections. I want audits on all 50 States on where this COVID money
8: went. That's what I want.
1: Amen to that. Stay there, Joey. I want to explore this more right after the pause. He's got till 30 after with us, ladies and gentlemen. These are the caliber of speakers that are going to be at the WeekendAct.net conference. Put in keyword Liberty. Get 50 bucks off your ticket. Do it now. Joey Gilbert in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live Global Reach
2: Talk Show.
3: Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less. Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrat, who are they? Virtually the whole body
1: Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Joey Gilbert on your radio, gilbertforgovernor.com to learn more about his incredible campaign, No New Taxes. Let's have accountability and integrity in elections, ladies and gentlemen. Get in the fight today, if you will. He says, as governor, I will ensure that Nevada will never have another manipulated, dishonest election. He's also standing for um, medical integrity as well. Uh, A businessman, a former veteran, a former boxer, but now applying his incredible talent to the sacred cause uh, of liberty. Uh, It's an epic battle, Joey. Is it a battle you think we can win?
10: Oh, it's a battle we're going to win. The American population, the American people have woken up. They're waking up. It's taken some more more than, you know, a little more, more time than others. And that's because, you know, if you look at some of these blue states, you put a map up. Against, you know, the, the states that Hillary Clinton won or the or the some of the states, you know, now that, you know, include the states Biden stole, you know, because he wasn't installed puppet. And if you look at that, you'll see that there's still 12 states in this country right now that have mask mandates. Well, they also happen to be the 12 states, the Democrats, Democrats stronghold states where they've been torturing their poor people. And in those states, it's almost like a different world. You go into a blue state and you you know, you have still have people in masks, they're walking on the street alone in a mask, they're driving in their car alone in a mask. They have been tortured, frightened, and scared into not even a submission. They don't even know what they're doing. And so slowly though as it's just like anything, you know, the, the truth has been filtering in. They've traveled to a few red states like Utah, like Idaho, like Arizona, like Florida, like Texas, you know, South Dakota. They've got a Montana, and they come back and they say, Holy smokes, this is unbelievable. It's not even as bad down in Southern California, you know, down in Orange County as it is here in Reno, Nevada, or as it is in parts of Oregon, you know, or even Las Vegas. And again, that's all due to absolute corruption, Democrat leadership. You look at these cities that are the absolute, you know, the most horrific places on, on, on in America, and they're they're Democrat run. You know, they've taken control of everything, the election system, the law enforcement, every everyone's under the same same guise of, of these, you know, corrupt leaders. That's been the problem. But where you see, you know, liberty shining through, where you see freedom uh starting to ring, people are waking up. And I'm I'm telling you, you know, hopefully it doesn't have to get, as you said, you know, we want, we want a peaceful resolution. We want, you know, everyone to be able to come together. But I'll tell you right now, Americans are not going to stand for this country to be destroyed. They're not going to stand. We will never become a socialist country. You know, President Trump, you know, know, the greatest president of my lifetime, you know, has said it best, you know, and that's, again, we're not going to put up with this. And it's, it's, it's a test that I think, you know, all of us are taking uh, very seriously. And as General Flynn said, you know, this is an all-hands-on-deck moment. This is a man that I look up to that encouraged me to get in the fight the way I have. And the bottom line is everybody needs to do their part. And, you know, no one, no one is insignificant. No one, you know, don't matter what you do, you are important to this country. So get active. Get involved in your local community. Get to your school board. Get to your county board, county supervisors. I don't care where they are, but you bring it to them and you let them know how you feel and how we feel and what we're going to stand for because they're accountable to us. We the people,
1: ladies and gentlemen. That's the kind of people that are going to be speaking at the Week in act.net conference. What are you specifically going to talk about, Joey?
10: Well, you know, I have a, I have a, a bit, little bit of a mixed platform. You know, it, it's, you know, there's a lot of things I talk about. But what I always try to say is, you know, my, my duty. You know, how I look at what I do when I come to these conferences is I come there to. You know, inform people, to update people, and to motivate people. And I've got three sections of that that I'm really focused on right now. One of them is election integrity. So we're gonna we're gonna talk very, very quickly, but but you know, um, I guess very matter of factly about election integrity. We're gonna talk about what I call the medical tyranny or healthcare nonsense. You know, this COVID, you know, complete insanity that they're doing to people from not treating them properly, not providing the right medications, tying doctors' hands, and now forcing these, you know, insane mandates that have no place in this society. So we're going to cover that, and then we're going to cover what I think is the next biggest problem in this country that feeds everything else with our economy and with law enforcement, everything, and that's our schools, our broken, corrupt government schools, and my, my solution is pull your kids out of these schools Until we get until we get a handle on them, till we replace some of these superintendents, get rid of these school boards, get this critical race theory nonsense out of our schools, you know, and get these teachers and administrators accountable to the parents again like they should be. And that's that's the start. So I'm really going to be talking about those three things. But then I'll talk a little bit about America's frontline doctors and our mission to provide truth you know, and and the correct information to people so folks can make their own decisions and then how to have access to those life-saving medications if you're in parts of this country where they're still trying to scare you and keep you uh, locked down.
1: Now, I want to ask you this, Joey, since you are an attorney uh, and you're pretty caught up on the America's Frontline Doctors and the work that Pierre Corey and others have been doing there, just tremendous work. Pierre Corey testified before Congress and begged them to consider ivermectin is one of the great, not the only, but one of the great solutions we have. If we get on it early, ivermectin really is a wonder uh, medication. It's incredible. They've been calling it horse poop and mocking, but here's the reality. Uh, About one to 200 members of Congress and their families and their staffs, while they've been downing ivermectin in the media and or saying nothing uh, and letting the lie continue, they have been taking ivermectin themselves. In my opinion, when people are dying because they can't get ivermectin because of the mainstream press push, the governmental push, congressional push to call it horse poop or whatever it is, but yet they've been taking it behind the scenes for themselves, their families and their staffs to the tune of one to 200. That's according to uh, Dr. Pierre Corey's testimony on this thing. This is criminal, Joey. People should go to jail.
10: Oh, absolutely, man. You know what Dr. Gold said, you know, in one of her uh, Tweets, she said that I can confirm this is true you know I've known since April May since May 2020 that these complete scumbags back in our Congress and back in our Senate you know our politicians have been taking prophylactically uh, first it was hydroxychloroquine and then they moved on to the ivermectin they've been taking this in fact all world leaders were taking these medications prophylactically and, again, you know, this was no secret. It was a secret because our news media, you know, hit it and, and obviously censored it. But this was, this was common knowledge. You know, you traveled outside the country and, you know, went places and talked to people. And not only were they using these same medications prophylactically for healthcare workers and for dignitaries and, you know, and everywhere else. But, you know, come on, give me a break. Chuck Grassley, Dianne Feinstein, who's got, you know, one foot out, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say anything mean. But these are no pinnacles of health. And you're trying to tell me that these, you know, con- con- members of the Congress that are, you know, 70 something years, 80 something years old, didn't have a single problem. Nancy Pelosi never wore a mask. She's getting her hair done. She's traveling back and forth. She's having dinner parties. She never gets it It's because they were all on this stuff. I mean, come on. And, and again, we all know that the Fauci out, I call it to to provide, you know, prevent censorship is my little terminology for the vaccine, but the Fauci-ouchie, as we've known from day one, never prevented infection, never prevented transmission. And this isn't me. Pull the EUA, pull the Emergency Youth Authorization for these things. And it says right there that it's not to prevent infection or transmission. It was just to lessen symptoms. But now over 80% of those in the hospital doing the worst, 60% are in the hospital are are the ones that got the Fauci-ouchie. But the ones doing the worst and ended up dying right now, are the ones that got this thing. So it's all been a game of lies. And these people should be hauled off to prison. There should be, you know, indictments. There should be convictions. And these people should go away for a long, long time, just like the Nuremberg, you know, trials back in the 40s. These guys are all absolutely corrupt, and they should pay for it.
1: What it's going to take, ladies and gentlemen, is more Americans to get caught up. It's going to take the new media taking center stage. It's going to take honest money. But really, where you're going to get caught up to speed, we can act.net is the conference. And the reason it's called that is it's one thing to know something. It's another thing to take appropriate action to defend our God-given rights and our constitutional republic, ladies and gentlemen, electing Joey Gilbert. To governor of nevada would be a great step in that direction towards real accountability gilbert for governor.com he'll be one of the speakers at the weekend conference uh this weekend uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a who's who uh, event joey
10: oh yeah it's, i mean i'm actually excited i didn't know i didn't see everybody on there until someone just sent me the rest of the speakers but You know we have an outstanding lineup sonny borelli is probably one of my favorite human beings man this is a former you know marine gunnery sergeant you know that is just oh man is he is he a special guy And he's down in arizona he's been leading this charge he's absolutely fearless you got lee dundas who you know is just an amazing speaker amazing person dr gold one of my favorite human beings on the planet not only is she brilliant she's a lot of people don't know this dr gold is not just a doctor She's a lawyer. She got her law degree from Stanford, and she is one smart cookie and one tough cookie who doesn't back down. So, you know, General Flynn will be there. Doug Billings will be there. And, again, I'm excited to get up there, and people should definitely make their their way to this conference if they can.
1: And I'm going to be there broadcasting live both days, ladies and gentlemen, live on your radio and then doing interviews after that to play back next week uh, live from the event, WeCanAct.net. Put in the keyword, all caps, LIBERTY. Get a discount of $50 per ticket. Do it today. Joey Gilbert, our pleasure with you for Governor, sir. And Godspeed. We'll see you at the conference.
10: For sure, brother.
0: See you soon. Thank you.
1: Sonny Brelli up next on your radio.
0: Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
5: Floods unleashed by days of heavy rain have wrecked crops, blocked roads, and washed away bridges throughout India since Friday. Dozens of souls have lost their lives in the weather. Officials said on Wednesday, rescue efforts continues for those stranded. There's big money in the vaccine business. Johnson & Johnson registered $502 million of global revenue from its COVID-19 vaccine in the third quarter, bringing year-to-date vaccine sales to $766 million. J&J, which sells the vaccine for $7.50 per dose, still expects to generate $2.5 billion of COVID vaccine sales this year. Production of the Ford Mustang Mach-E began in China on Monday as the automaker looks to expand to the world's largest market for electric vehicles. The SUV is being manufactured by Chengen Ford Joint Venture Operation in the central Chinese city of Chongqing. USA Radio News.
7: There's a lot of confusion about how to protect yourself from COVID, with guidelines and regulations changing by the week. One thing is certain. You need an accurate thermometer for your family to check for fever, the leading sign of flu and COVID. Only the Exogen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Don't rely on non-contact thermometers. They have no scientific studies behind them and can miss the fever that might mean COVID. Learn more at Exogen.com. Exergen is changing the way
9: the world
4: takes temperature. Exam 4 needs to be sanitized Mersana's MRI clinic isn't operating at max efficiency She needs a new certified tech, certifiably now
6: Someone's waiting in room 2 for an ACL scan Can you handle that?
4: Indeed can help her hire great people fast
6: I need Indeed Indeed you do
4: with Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit indeed.com/slash credit and get seventy-five dollars towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
5: Musician Kanye West has legally changed his name. Chris Barnes reports
3: God show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. Don't say you didn't get the memo. A Los Angeles judge has approved the request of rapper, producer, and fashion designer Kanye
2: West to legally change his name from Kanye Omari West to just Ye, with no middle or last name. The petition filed on August 24th, citing personal reasons for the change, but Ye explained the reasons for the change in a video obtained by Entertainment Tonight. I
9: believe Ye is the most commonly
10: used word in the Bible. In the Bible, it means you. So it's, I'm you. I'm us. It's us. It went from being Kanye, which means the only one, to just yay,
9: just being a reflection of our good, our bad, our confused, everything.
5: And I'm just more of a, a reflection of who we are.
2: Yay was also the title of his 2018
0: album.
5: We are USA Radio News.
1: Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, hard-hitting talk on your radio, Monday through Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. And then on demand at LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net, spread the word. We are indeed promoting the Week in Act.net conference, put in the keyword LIBERTY, all caps. Get your tickets today, 50 bucks off with the keyword LIBERTY per ticket. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, we're just having a great time on your radio. Starting out with General Flynn last hour. Then Patrick Byrne last hour. Joey Gilbert starts off this half, uh, first half hour. And now, Arizona Senator Sonny Borelli. Uh, I guess he's the majority whip there, too, ladies and gentlemen. SonnyBorelli.com to learn more. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thanks for having me. There, there is so much going on in the news. You're going to be coming to Salt Lake City, right?
7: Yes, sir. I am. I'll be uh, flying
1: in on Thursday
7: or Friday. I can't. I got to look. <laughs> I think. Thursday now, I love night. that.
1: Yeah. Ter- I love that term they put out. You're the majority whip. How do you whip it's those right. guys into shape, man? Is it possible?
7: Uh, let me tell you, sir. So it's it's pretty tough. It's just an old term to whip the votes. Uh, you know, I like to. I wish I had a whip sometimes, but uh, uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of like uh, the, the 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 title of. Or rank called Gunnery Sergeant, but it's the slang is is Gunny. So, you know, or the guns. (laughs) That's what I retired as a Marine.
4: Well, Gunny Borelli
1: taking care of business in the Arizona Senate, ladies and gentlemen. He is the majority whip. Now, I want everybody to realize this election integrity issue is serious, and election fraud uh, has taken place, and Arizona has become ground zero. Uh, when it comes to researching and getting to the bottom of this stuff. And being the majority whip in the Senate, you're at the center of it all, sir.
7: Well, yes, sir. Uh, There was uh, three of us that started uh, this process, Mark Sitchum, Leo Biasucci, and myself. Uh, Mark and Leo are in the House of Representatives. I'm in the Senate. Mark uh, was the lead organizer of the November 30th here in downtown Phoenix, And that's what started the grass fire. And, and of course, in the Senate, I poured gas on that fire to to get a Senate hearing uh, with the county supervisors and their elections people. So that way we can start, uh, you know, the process of doing an audit. And That's when we subpoenaed them and back in December to get everything rocking and rolling. And, of course, you know, that it was uh, you're up against the enemy of 50 to one because they were opposing us every inch of the way. So. Uh, yeah, you can, I guess you can blame me for starting this uh, big uh, uh, grass fire, forest fire. I'm getting the audit started in in Arizona and uh, with the Senate. And well, we we are where we are. It's it's been taking this long uh, to get things done, but it's getting done. Ninety percent of the audit is completed. You, the report uh, came out on the twenty fourth of September. Of what we which is you know basically the update of what we are. What we've gotten done completed so far, but you know, we still have to need the spunk logs and the routers for the uh equipment they are in uh in the Maricopa County's uh facility. And of course there's there's other, other things, the kinetic artifacts of the of the ballots themselves. Uh we have very strong suspicion that there are counterfeit ballots injected into the system. We, you know, part of the audit was revealed that there were ballot envelopes, you know, ballots that were mailed in or dropped off had no signatures on them whatsoever. Some of them just had a little scribble mark on it. It doesn't even look like a it just have even in a corner, just a pen mark. They counted that as a signature. And and these are these are unlawful, illegal votes. They should have never been allowed in the system. Part of the uh, a canvassing process that we've uh was a grassroots uh, a group of, of individuals went out and you know <laughs> found, you know, 12 people registered at, the, at a vacant lot and there's no mailbox. Well, how do you get a mail-in ballot into the system if it's not delivered? It's delivered to a vacant lot with no mailbox. You're not supposed to forward the ballot. It's supposed to be returned back to the sender, which is either the county, you know, it has to go back to the county election. So how do those mail-in ballots get in the system and count it as a vote? So, You know, we call these anomalies, but uh, we all know what it is. It's uh, somebody cheated, um, and, uh, you know, somebody who raised data from the equipment, which we've identified individuals. The Attorney General of Arizona, we've turned all of our evidence over to the Attorney General, and they have started an investigation, and hopefully they're going to move that into a criminal investigation where people can be prosecuted because uh, this is a crime against the people, uh, I serve at the consent of the governed, and if that consent has been compromised and undermined, we're no longer a constitutional republic. We're a banana republic. You know, everybody says it's a vote count that counts, that's not really accurate. It's more of the, the canvassing that really counts because that's where you find the ghost ballots, you know, uh, like I said, people who registered to vote at the corner of walk and don't walk. And it's a vacant lot. I mean, how, how does this happen? And so that happened they' done not by sloppiness. that was it that had to be done intentionally. So these are the things that we need to uncover and and prove. Um, we've turned all of our evidence over to the attorney general for them to start their investigation. And pretty much everything's got a bow on it. All they've got to do is verify our findings and then uh, you know you'll go where the evidence takes you. Now the word fraud is a criminal term that only, law enforcement can determine that's why our audit report didn't say or specify that we feel fraud was committed we just said we see illegal votes and this is stuff that needs to be determined by the attorney general's office through their investigators and
1: uh we'll, we'll, we'll go from there and uh, it is what it is on that that aspect so now when it comes to a yeah. when it becomes a forensic audit ladies and gentlemen this is led by what cyber ninjas Cyber ninjas, yeah, and and basically
7: they're like the quarterback of the process, you know, because it's like just kind of like you go to a you know a, a fast food restaurant. Somebody makes apple pies, somebody makes French fries, somebody makes the hamburgers and milkshakes. So, but but you're going to the you're going to the restaurant, but sorry everybody's got a job to do. Uh, they they cyber ninjas, they have a their uh you know they have their uh, technical expertise with the Election in in, in uh, or not ele- the electronic uh, computer stuff, you know that that technical stuff and um, uh, computer data that kind of thing. There's a company called Cipher. They have their the more the bigger experts on that for internet and and that digital trafficking type of stuff. And then you had people. We had over 1,500 volunteers that came down. They're all Maricopa County residents. You know, registered Republican, Democrat, Independent. They all took an oath that they wanted to just get the truth and set their party aside and and come in to be problem solvers. And they went through the hundred thousand hours of painstaking going through every ballot, counting every little bubble on the ballot, and doing the whole, the physical work. So this was a long process. It took time, and we wanted to we wanted to take our time. We didn't want things rushed. We wanted to make sure it was accurate. And uh, it, but it's amazing how the media and the left has been demonizing them and and, undermining, and, and questioning their integrity and showing total disrespect and contempt towards these citizens of their own county uh, that wanted to make sure that uh, the election was done right or wasn't done right. So uh, it's just amazing that uh, they much ridicule these people have had to endure which is very telling because, you know, if the election was so perfect, you should have no problem with an audit. Government audits government all the time. If this was not a contentious election, uh, nobody would have said anything about it. So, you know, we, the- But you know what,
1: Sonny, not not only does government audit itself all the time or other, you know, branches of government audit, in the private sector, in the insurance world, and we go on and on and on, any big corporation runs audits third-party independent audits to create integrity in the system, uh, to make sure that compliance happens, to make sure. I mean, this is nothing different. And for some reason, there's a lot of pushback when it comes to uh, we, the people, auditing uh, the election process. But to me, it should be a precinct discussion via paper ballots. We should have people under the um, under penalty of purgey. Perjury, swear out affidavits. We should have vote counters and vote watchers. This could, by precinct by precinct, be a very simple, um, transparent, accountable process if we wanted it to be in about five seconds. This isn't hard. Now, you're you're absolutely
7: right. Now, if 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 a if a new CEO came into a company and he says, "I want a wall to wall, floor to ceiling audit of everything in this company." And of course that's what you do. And now if you found out that you had employees in key positions that was obstructing an audit uh, or an inventory, you would have them fired. Uh so and this is exactly what's been going on here. Uh this you know, the CEO is the citizens of the of the county or the state, and they're the ones who say, Hey, we want to do this, and then of course then you've got the key people like you. The supervisors that were obstructing, they should be fired, because what they've been doing is uh, obstructing the audit every inch of the way. They tried; to, they fought our subpoenas. So we had to go to court. We've been, go, you know, we've been dealing with every left-wing organization. All right, hang tight, Sunny
1: Sunny yeah. with us, ladies and gentlemen. He's in the Arizona Senate as the majority whip. He'll continue on your radio in seconds. Mm-hmm.
5: All
1: right, Sam Bushman, live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. I will be broadcasting live from the weekendact.net conference this weekend, Friday and Saturday. WeCanAct.net. Put in all caps, the keyword LIBERTY, and get $50 off per ticket. Incredible speakers all day long, Friday and Saturday. Incredible booths with vendors. People are going to meet and spend time together. It's just going to be tremendous. Arizona Senator. Sonny Borelli with us right now, ladies and gentlemen. He is the Senate Majority Whip in Arizona. They've been working on a forensic audit of the election issue there. I say issue because, you know, you say fraud and then it's got an incredibly high bar. Uh, But whether you can prove people intentionally knowingly committed fraud or whether you just say there's anomalies in the system, the reality is it's somewhere in between. But make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, there was a manipulation and the voters were disenfranchised from the truth as a result. Ground zero in this is Arizona. And Sonny and others have been working on this hard. Do you think we're going to have the truth come out on this and the mainstream press isn't going to be able to lie and hold it back? Do you, do you think we're really going to have a a comeuppance nationwide on this? Or do you think that they're going to be able to bury it and move along? In other words, is the, is the secret combination too much above the people or can we pull it down, Sonny? Well,
7: what we need to do is we need uh, media outlets like yourselves that's going to get out they get the truth out there because the mainstream media is being completely corrupted and compromised. You know, you had spoke before the break about what we need to do, paper ballots and so on and so forth. And you're right. These are the things that we're finding out through this audit because, look, we didn't start this audit to overturn an election. We started this audit to find out what was wrong, if anything was wrong in the process. The state legislature has full control and plenary power over elections. We delegate that authority to the county level. It is our right to, you know, we can delegate the authority, but the overall responsibility falls onto the legislature because they are the ones that make the laws and set the time and place and so on and so forth. Now, what we needed to do is find out if anything was needed was broken. Are there any loopholes that we need to get rid of because there shouldn't be any loopholes in the election process. So with that said, you know, if there's uh, the possibility of counterfeit ballots being injected into the system, we're talking about a ballot that's not even the same quality paper, as the original ballot that came from a printer. Let's fix that. So Mark Fitchum actually got with a company that does uh, tax stamps and 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 his currency, and we actually designed a ballot that has ten different counterfeit countermeasures in it, so you can't xerox it off, you can't you you can't counterfeit this thing. It's, it's, you, you put it under a black light, and, and you can see all the um, uh, watermarks and so on and so forth, and it's, it's down to nano nano, whatever technology that uh, you can't counterfeit the ballot. You just can't you know reproduce it over a copy machine. That. And we need to fix the, other, the other, other thing you said, going to the smaller precincts, you know, you got some of these counties that are pushing for precincts to be 5,000 voters in a precinct. That's ridiculous. We need to go back down to old school. Smaller precincts, no more than a thousand people, and we need to track those ballots. I mean, there's no accountability of the paper itself. Now, with this new system that Arizona is adopting, um, we're going to be able to say, okay, there's a thousand people that registered to vote in a precinct. There's a thousand pieces of paper that we can we can account for. If only 900 vote, then you better have a hundred pieces of paper left over ballots at the same person. And the mail-in ballot needs to be we need to really, really scrutinize and tighten that up. I mean, we should really that should be very limited in in in, in the first place because it's just so easy to manipulate the system. We've actually proven that you got you know 20 people registered to walk at the to, to walk, vote at the corner walk walk and don't walk, and it's a vacant lot, and you're not supposed to forward a ballot. I mean, these are the things that we need to fix, and and we need to go down small
1: precincts, precinct counting. I I want to talk about the precincts for a second. The average precinct in America is about 800 voters. I don't know if you're aware of that. But in my mind, if you had 800 voters in a precinct and you had 10 vote counters and then you had, um, say, maybe 20 more people from all sides of the aisle as vote watchers. Okay, you've got literally 30 people and each counter uh, monitored by two people. Uh, they would only have 80 votes each to count. Right, you could right. literally get that done in an hour, hour and a half, two hours tops. Uh, it could be completely transparent. It could be on video camera. Uh, then you could have everybody swear to the number under the penalty of perjury. They could sign an affidavit to that effect. And we would instantly have vote integrity across the country. It would be not debatable. You could even have a yeah, sheriff's deputy and people deputized under the oath, the penalty of perjury, and everything else, to monitor the vote watchers, to monitor the vote counters. I mean, you could put so many levels in this to where it could be—I mean, it would be better than a referee football game replacer.
7: Right. Yeah. Well, that's that uh, the law enforcement part's going to be debatable because uh, you know that's what the the left used to do in the South—they uh, put law enforcement out there and they call that voter suppression because you know the law enforcement was trying to uh, you know suppress somebody from. Intimidating somebody to come and vote, but I, I get the we get the idea that people need to their honor should be you know uh, people should, there should be honorable people doing this. Now, you know it, this is where we have saying the Marine Corps complacency kills. If you get complacent on the work and even in the workplace, you get complacent and you're gonna people are gonna get injured. you are gonna have uh, safety mishaps and so on and so forth. You get lazy on watch. Somebody's gonna get somebody's gonna get hurt. Somebody's gonna get killed. And this is where we are. We all got complacent. We allowed machines to do everything. We, you know, volunteers do most of the work at these polling sites. And uh, guess what? The left is organized. And we take it for face value. We trust people before they burn us. Well, we need to start thinking like the, uh, you know, the criminals, like, you know, start anticipating what they're going to do. There's an old saying, if you're at the poker table board in 15 minutes, if you can't figure out who the mark is, you're it. So, you know, these are the things that we need to be involved. People need to get involved with the elections at the local level, small precincts. Everybody knows who's pretty much everybody in, that, uh, in those precincts. And you should be counting at the precinct level, and then those numbers should be verified at the central point in the county or, or, or another, another thing. But, you know, you're absolutely right. We need to start taking control of our elections because if that's your currency, Your vote is your currency. Your ballot is your currency. There's your buy-in to this country. That's what what you you, you invest in. It should not be stolen. It should not be uh, counterfeited. Now, the audit report came out, and the media immediately jumps on the vote count number. Well, Biden still won. He actually had another 100, 200 votes more than the original count. Well, wait a minute. Yeah, okay, that's what the, the vote count said. However, if you have thousand dollars and two hundred is counterfeit, do you have a thousand dollars? The answer is no. And this is what we've discovered, and of course, the media. Well, that depends because the
1: Federal Reserve in America today says you have a thousand dollars, but you're right; it's dishonest.
7: <laughs> you're right. You got you know, the, the ballots of Fugazi; it's a fake. Uh, like I said, so the, these are the things that we need to. We've actually discovered. All right. Do you think we're going to get to the profit. bottom of this, though? Are, are we going to yeah, be able to expose gonna. it all? I do believe so. Um, people keep pushing, pushing. Why don't this done faster than that? you know, Hey, look, we go with God's time. If you have anything you know, I always say God laughs at us when we make our own plans, you know, but uh, I, I tell everybody, look, we have to go on God's schedule. He's got his own timeline. Let's just make sure we slow down and do it right. Let's make sure that this is accurate and it's bulletproof. We still have more uh, analysis of the ballot paper that's coming in with the kinetic artifacts that actually proves uh, that the ballots are, are legit or not legit. And then you can see where there's, you know, somebody changed things. I mean, there's so much. This thing was so messed up. It wasn't just one thing with Dominion. Yeah, And in in every area, it's
1: different to the to the anomalies that are happening. I want to bring up Facebook for a second, too, though, because Mark Zuckerberg sits there with a smug face. But there's a couple of things that Facebook and some of these other large social media groups did that I believe committed uh, uh, vote fraud as well or or election fraud. Um, And that was, number one, um, Facebook put literally millions of dollars into local precincts and and into funding um, the way these elections went down. And that money should be traced, and we should figure out that. But in addition, Facebook created two types of accounts, the average account where you and I might get shut down and then special privilege accounts. And so what you've Mm -hmm. got is incumbent candidates with the special privilege accounts get to continue, and the candidates that don't have those special uh, privilege accounts get shut down. How many elections did that alone affect? And so I think Facebook and others need to be held to account with their manipulations uh, as well, sir. I, I totally
10: agree with you, yeah. And know the,
7: the the candidates that had free reign were the Democrats. So <laughs> yeah, so they they picked and choose and they made sure that they pushed certain certain messages. I totally agree with you. It's censorship and uh, it's it is a manipulation. I mean, was it the New York Times actually boasted on that uh, that they shored up and and the election? I mean, they they bragged about it. So you know, all you got to do is listen to the Democrats. They'll tell you what they're accusing you of. They're already doing it. So. Um, you know, uh, you're absolutely right. Facebook, social media, these guys need to be held accountable. They're the ones that are manipulating everybody, and people need to start tuning into solid news organizations like yourself. It's allowing uh, allowing the word to get out. You know, CNN will, will ambush me and do an interview and, and, and try to get something, and they'll do a three-second clip of what I said out of 10 minutes out of an interview, but they've created a different narrative. So it's all manipulation and, you know, it's all fake news. So, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, they don't even give a decent uh, full interview without editing things out. You know, OAN does a full interview. So does uh, gateway pundit and you guys, you know, you guys are just terrific. And, you know, everybody has to remember this whole process, people going, Oh my God, I'm losing friends. Family's not calling me because I'm, 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 I'm taking certain sides. And I'm like, guess what? You might lose those friends, but you're gaining millions more friends. And there's a lot of, there's a silent majority out there that is with you. You just have to have faith. Be patient. I call it, you know, a strategic patience. <laughs> we have to be strategic on, on our efforts, and we just have to trust in God that this is in God's hands because, you know, this is evil. Look at what's going on in this country. This is by design. This is not because of Biden is is, a, is bumbling in and, and uh Uh, He's he's senile. That might be true, but this is all by design. He's nothing more than a front man for the progressive communist uh, Democrats that these socialists that are just trying to unravel the very fabric of this country. Look, I tell everybody, why can they be doing this? Look, when the left is going after your child's mind and they're going after your soul and they want to murder a baby in mama's womb, do you think they're going to have any conscience of stealing an election? The answer is.
1: And then they literally say that soccer moms are terrorists because they go to the school and say we don't want perversion taught. Right. Yeah. Yeah. By the yeah, uh, Sonny, we're about out, the out of judgment. time. What What are you going to speak on exactly? Give us kind of a, a teaser of your speech.
7: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk pretty much about this this whole thing. You know, I'll I'll be I gotta don't want to be bleeped on the radio, but this is a Adam Schiff show. Uh, of an election, and um, we've all been bamboozled and uh, been lied to if people need to wake up and start gaining control. You need to start gaining right. control at your local local level, school boards, city councils. This is where this is where we have to hold the line. At the We're out of time, level.
1: Sonny, but I want to say this, though. We will not twist your words exactly as the interview was conducted. It's exactly what will be posted online, sir.
7: Thank you very much. <laughs> Improve your we net. appreciate you. That.
1: There you have there you have it ladies and gentlemen Sonny Borelli he will be there at the We act conference get your tickets today WeCanAct.net. put in the keyword Liberty. I Sam Bushman and for Sonny Borelli we declare this nation shall endure God save the Republic of the United States of America.